What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up, Howard Bender and Adam Ronis. And here we go, man. It's all set. We're, we're on Tuesday here when we're recording right now. The game is over. Points have been totaled. Standings have been finalized. And here we go, Adam Ronis. It is officially playoff time. Yeah, it is. I mean, the season has flown by, and most leagues are in the first week of the playoffs this week. Some great stuff all around here. Um, we'll recap on some of our uh, our finest moments. Before we do recap on some of our finest moments here for our playoff teams and whatnot, um, as you and I speak, uh, Adam, Steph Curry is, uh, is breaking records uh, at the Hardwood in New York City. Hello, three-point record here, doing it in Madison Square Garden. Steph Curry, Adam, congratulations. Yeah, I mean, Curry, unbelievable shooter. So now all-time leading three-point shooter. Ray Allen was at the game. Reggie Miller was there as well. Knew this was going to happen. It's so funny because last week I was out eating with my friend, and I was like, they were showing the odds. And, you know, as he got close, everyone's like, oh, over six and a half, three. She's going to do it tonight. And I was like, I don't know about this. I think it was sometime in the middle of last week, and it showed, like, the next four games. And I think the Garden was, like, at the time, like, plus 800 plus that I was like yeah he's gonna do it at the guard but I was like you look at the threes and I was like ah do we really want to bet against Curry and of course <laughs> because he slowed down I forgot what day it was maybe it was Monday the 6th um and that night he had seven then he had six on Wednesday then he slowed down three on Saturday and five on Monday so he needed two to break it tonight once a time you knew it was gonna happen I think he was minus 110 to break it in the first quarter he had a three immediately, missed his second three, maybe missed his third, and then nailed one with about seven minutes left. So it was inevitable. I was like, yeah, it's going to happen at the Garden. But uh, they also had a an issue. They were in Indianapolis last night. They were grounded last night. They didn't fly out till 10 a.m. today. And I know it's only a two-hour flight, but, you know, uh, that was certainly a factor. Not as far as Curry breaking it, but as far as – you know, emotionally, too, will the Warriors let down once he breaks it? You know, they had a tough win yesterday, meaning Monday night in Indiana. They won by two. Uh, they came from behind. They were trailing most of the game. So, um, but yeah, and the NBA is dealing with a ton of uh, COVID shit now. James Harden was put the, the Nets, James Harden tonight, um, a bunch of guys on the Nets. Uh, Giannis just went into COVID protocol. I mean, it's just chaos across all sports. I mean, I know we'll talk NFL, but I mean, it's just, it's fucking ridiculous now, man. Um, it's crazy right now, man. There is a ton of stuff going on here. Um, what was like a record number of, uh, of, of players going on in the NFL, uh, right now that was, that what happened there. Uh, the NHL has had uh, a bunch of stoppages and stuff because of it. Um, this is, yeah, this is, this is, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Like, we had it before and it was, you know, before the season started and games were being missed and this and that. And, you know, I feel like, you know, all these seasons have gotten underway and we just kind of got a little too comfortable with it. Right. I think, you know, I mean, there, there was talk about it, but I think, you know, re really like didn't all of this start before the Delta variant was like, you know, the big thing, the big topic of conversation and, you know, now obviously Omicron and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I think we all just kind of uh, we all thought we were going to get away with it this year. I think, I think, you know, that's 
you know, what, what, yeah. you know, well, we were so, we were so close. Like I even asked you, I think last week, I'm like, do you think it's been worse or, or, or better? And you're like, actually you thought it was going to be worse. So I think we were fortunate. Like, yeah, we were getting stuff here and there, but nothing crazy. Um, but I mean, now, at least in the NBA, we finally had postponed games. I mean, the Bulls had 10 players on the list. They had to cancel their Tuesday game today and Thursday. Um, the Hornets were hit hard by it. They still played. I guess they had just enough. You need eight to play. Um, and they've been, but they've been hit hard and they were playing through it. In the NFL, obviously, the rosters are smaller, but um, yeah, it's, you know, it's colder, obviously, now on the East Coast and a lot of parts of the country, winter and, all this stuff, but also I know that the NBA started picking up their testing, I think, after Thanksgiving. And obviously, the more you test, the more positives you're going to get and false positives. I mean, Tyler Higby, look at that. Scratch last minute. There were some people that had no replacements. There's no, you know, uh, mostly you cannot pick up players after 1 p.m. Sunday. I know Yahoo, ESPN, maybe you can because I always see, oh, pick this guy up. I'm like, can't pick up anyone up in my league, so I don't know who you're talking to. But I understand there are leagues out there like that. But there were people who got a zero. Then you find out today, oh, false positive. He's good. Like, wait, what? I mean, this shit is so bizarre, man. So bizarre. Yeah, that was um, – <laughs> I mean, the false positive and everything. Yeah, that was – that's like – that. that's crazy bummer, right? Can you imagine that? Like, you you know, you, you, you got Tyler Higby going. He's the last resort. You're down by like two points. You've got Tyler Higby going on Monday Night Football, and that's like your – your last resort. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, he gets, you know, on the COVID list and you're like, fuck, I'm screwed. Whatever you try to, you pick up Kendall Roberts or whatever that dude's name was, but he was, you know, useless. Right. And then, um, and then you find out that Higby with a false positive that <laughs> talk about your bad beats, Adam. Yeah. I mean, look, the bottom line is the next three weeks of playoffs, you're going to need a lot of luck. Now, specifically in leagues where the waiver wire is closed, like the high stakes leagues format, I mean, you just have to pray that you don't get a zero, you have enough. Uh, but even in leagues with the waiver wire, depending on how deep the league is, you know, you could be out three, four players this week, man. I mean, this time of year, it could be difficult to find someone on the waiver wire to produce that. So this year, you're going to need a lot of luck to win a fantasy football championship. You're going to need a lot of things to break your way. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's you know, that's kind of the thing that we were talking about in yesterday's show, right? We were sitting there talking about the fact that, you know, the the what what's sitting on the waiver wire is 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 really just unbelievably bleak. I mean, obviously, you know, being able to grab somebody is better than taking a zero, but you know, I mean, I, I'd almost you know just rather you know play the game and say, you know what? I mean, this is this is these are the guys that I had, and you know, COVID hit or whatever, and whatever and you know rather you know lose because i i had the guy who was uh who you know who who left and, and that sucked rather than replace him with like some dude who's gonna end up with like 1.2 of like nothingness like yeah. you know I, I, don't don't give me that that like glimmer of hope i don't even want that glimmer of hope i'll take glimmer of hope i'm only you'll take <laughs> yeah <laughs> Get my stress level up as it usually you, is. It really would. It Dude, I'm, really I'm, would. I'm a train wreck watching these games, man. I was, uh, I, I told a couple of you recently, I'm like, I wonder how many years off my life I lose just watching sports. And like, even if it's a minimal bet, I just, I hate losing. It's not the amount of money, even leagues where there's just, I just hate losing. It's a feeling I just despise. So 
I really agonize over this shit too much. I've, I've, I've gotten better with my real teams. I know we've talked about it. Like, cause I used to, I used to get real depressed. Now I'm like, ah, Cowboys lose. Okay. I'll get over. It. I mean, I'll be pissed off a little bit, but I'll get over it. Same thing with, you know, Mets. I think fantasy and gambling has helped that, but still got to get better at, at fantasy. I, I think I'm getting better, but it still just still bothers me a little too much. I need to get over that. Um, you know, I mean, no, you don't need to get over. I mean, yes, you, you shouldn't be taking it so crazy hard or whatever. But you know what, man? Like, I, I go through, you know, shit on Sundays, right? Um, I, You know, I'm not even looking at what my fantasy teams are doing because I know how they're doing just by watching all the games as they're going on. And so you and know so, who your opponent has, though? You don't know that, right? No, but I mean, I you know, I, I have a general idea. I know of what my team is doing. So I know that if my team shit in the bed, then you know whatever then then when i look later on at night okay you know i it, it, it won't surprise me if i'm losing right but if like you know my team's doing really well whatever then i'll be like yeah all right i'll be psyched whatever <clears throat> when i'm sitting and watching the games though for me it's it's more about like making the right calls for people right like you know, DFS calls, you know, if, if, if I'm like, you know, like this past week, I was like, like my wife did not want to come near me. She was like, wow, I've, I haven't seen you this down, uh, you know, on a fucking Sunday in forever. And, and it was because Josh Jacobs and Antonio Gibson shit the bed. And, I, you know, I, the, to me, yes. I mean, did that affect my lineups? Yeah, sure. But I, you know, listen, I'm a, I'm a vet of DFS. I know how to play to like cover my losses. And if I, you know, lose in some places, I've got, you know, some hedge lineups there and playing in cash games and stuff like that. And I know I'll make up the money. So yeah, there'll be weeks where, you know, I could lose two, $300, but then there are other weeks where it's like, you know, if it's a bad week and I'll still, I'll break even. But when I make a call for people and I'm like, these are the guys you want, these are the guys who are going to, going to fucking smash. Right. And then they don't. Like that gets me down. That that grates at me more than more than my own fantasy teams losing. No, I get that. I feel the same too. Especially when you give out advice, you want to make sure that you give out the good advice. Especially if the you know a group player that you say a lot, like yeah, this guy, and then he does shit because that hurts. Yeah, I mean that's just that's that's me. That's that's how I am. Like that's that's what gets me down. It's not, you know, I mean, listen, wins and losses are gonna come and go in fantasy and do obviously I wanna win, but yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah, you know, you definitely take it harder than I do these days. I definitely I used to take it really hard back in the day, but no, that didn't sound good, did it? Yeah, well, you did say you drank a lot in New York back in the day, so. Oh, shit. Nobody's clipping this audio, right? Yeah, don't don't send that for an award. Maybe we should. They're like, oh, wow. They, they, don't, they don't hold back. They tell everything on their show. <laughs> Full disclosure on the Annie Up podcast. <laughs> Howard confesses to his younger days. <laughs> oh, my dude, do I have stories from my drinking days? Those. You yeah, you'd be like, wow, bro. I I I I cannot believe you you are immortal. You are gonna live forever having gone through some of that shit. Holy cow. Those are some crazy times. Um, all right, let's uh 
Let's give a shout out here to our uh, our illustrious uh, sponsors and uh, those who help us pay the bills. So let's uh, let's take a moment here to uh, to give some uh, commercial shout outs here. Adam Ronis and Howard Bender, Andy Up. We'll be right back. All right. So overall, Adam, I would say, how did you um, how did you fare? Like, I know we've been talking. We talk a lot about the GST League here. We both made the playoffs. Um, I got in on the fifth seed. I got in on points. You are the sixth seed in yours. Yeah. You got in on record or points? Points. I've lost four in a row, so I'm finished uh, seven and seven. Seven. Oh, hello. Seven and seven. Oh. I used to know a dude that was his uh, his drink of choice all the time. Um, how many points did you have? Uh, like 2,200. 2,200. Really? Did you outpoint me? I guess. How many do you have? But I don't know, man. I don't know. I think uh, I have 2,125. Okay. Yeah, I haven't been able to put together the overall championship numbers yet, hopefully uh, tonight. I don't want to know that. I just want to know if I had more points than you. Well, apparently you did. Well, screenshot or it doesn't happen. Oh, I almost called you Jim. Like that's I have to say that to Jim. I'm like screenshot that shit or it never happened. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see why can't I have access to your league? What do you think I'm going to do? I'm not going to screw with your it's teams. It's not me. It's you. If you have you played on CBS, it's not public. Just make me make me a co-owner of your team. Just want to see why I tell you all you have to do is ask. Because, uh, you know, when I ask you what your point total is, you're you're approximating. You're not telling me the exact number. It's like twenty one ninety nine. No, it's not. It is. Did you have guys go last night? Yeah, I had Beckham. Oh, she um, all right, so so we're both in in the uh, in the running there. So good stuff all around, loving that. Um, how do you uh, how'd you fare in the rest of your leagues? Uh, FSGA finished two overall, so I got a first round by flex Mazel. leagues. I'm the four seed, so playing Jeff Radcliffe in the first round. Uh, my home league, I'm the one seed, so I got a first round by. I have another league where the playoffs started last week and. One easy, so I'm in the semis this week. And that because we do a two-week championship. Uh, what else? Uh, NFFC, I did not make the playoffs. Six and eight, did not have a good year. A lot of injuries um, and bad picks that didn't work out. Um, and RT Sports Championship, I did two. One missed out, and that team was way better, at least as far as this past week, but didn't get in. And the team that got in lost uh, 139 to 136. Um, where I really got hurt not having TJ Hawkinson, Elijah Moore, and Daryl Henderson. Um, my opponent obviously got hurt a little bit. He he had no running backs. Uh, he actually started Chase Evans, but the game was already over anyway. Um, but he was really hurt at running back. Uh, so that one is eliminated. And what other leagues do I have? Uh, GST we talked about. Yeah, I didn't do good in the Scott Fishbowl. I didn't do good in Raz Bowl. So I think that's, I think that's pretty much it. Huh. Interesting. So, I mean, overall pretty good, but you know, I mean, I never am happy with uh, missing out on some leagues as well. I just hope that I can win. I mean, I guess at this point, shit, I'll take fucking one championship with the way this shit is going. <laughs> I mean, obviously I want two to three, but you know, it's just, it's going to be, do you have enough players to, to put in your lineup? You know, 
So in, the, in my playoff league, that league, there's no first come first serve. The one with the two week championship, it's waivers uh, Wednesday night and Saturday night. So if something happens Sunday morning, you're, you're kind of fucked. So, um, and I typically do not have, uh, I will not pick up a second kicker in that league. So hopefully my kicker's good. Um, oh shit. My kicker's on Monday night, Greg Joseph. Maybe I should get one earlier. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess not too bad. Uh, so yeah. Um, so now I just cross my fingers and hope, uh, COVID doesn't ruin my teams. That's really, that's all, all we can do, Adam, is just hope for the best and put on a brave face, right? That's, that's what we got to do. I'm getting, I'm getting absolutely roasted in the, uh, by the jam on fantasy football league, uh, because I just missed the cut, um, for the playoffs in, uh, in that, and all the rock stars are all, uh, yipping and dipping about it. I also did not you make can't win in a situation like that. I hate that shit because you can't win. You're expected to do good. And if you don't, people get on you. And if you win, well, you're supposed to, you're the expert and this is your job. Oh yeah. Don't do Steve Gardner missed the playoffs of that league too, man. The two of us are like, yeah, okay, whatever. Cause we're, we're sitting here. Here's the funny thing. It's like, we're sitting here like hanging out with like, you know, uh, from from a sports standpoint, you know, it's like we got, you know, we're hanging out with Bob Schusen and 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 Adam Zucker and uh, Chris Weaver. And these are all like, you know, great dudes in the industry. So we're hanging with these guys. On top of that, there we're like hanging out with the bassist of, of you know, of Humphreys McGee and the bass. So we're hanging out with musicians of bands that we love, you know, that we love. Right. Plus, you know, then there's, you know, Chris Corona, lighting designer for Fish. Um, he's in that. We're all like hanging out like like this league here. They could say whatever they want to me about. It. Like I I used to write recaps every week just to like you know stir the pot and get everybody just kind of like ripping on each other. So they're giving me the business here, and rightfully so, man. You know, listen, I've already I've already gotten my my championship. The the beauty of this league here is that you get presented the trophy on stage like on the stage of your choice of show right oh, like, cool. yeah yeah so you know when i went to uh when i went to vegas for halloween uh the disco biscuits were playing and so and, you know at the brooklyn bowl after the fish shows so i ended up i had like i went to the fish show and then i had to go up to my room i had to grab this big ass trophy that's like three feet tall right and then i had to like go to the brooklyn bowl uh, cabin over there. They, they brought me in like, a, you know, I said to, you know, I was like, I, I said to, to the guy who was getting the, uh, the trophy brownie, I was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta help me out here, man. If I'm, you know, I'm going to be coming and presenting this trophy to you during your show, you know, I'm going to need a little help to get in. He's like, dude, don't worry about it. He's like, you, you just show up and I got you covered. So I get there, I'm like holding this humongous box with this giant trophy in it. Right. It's just me and my wife. We like walk up. I'm about to like even like just open my mouth and like security like immediately opens the velvet rope, you know, past the line. The guy's like Howard. Right. I said, yeah. He's like, you have anybody else with you here? I'm like, no, it's just the two of us. He's like, you sure? I was told you might have some more people. I'm like, no, it's just us. And then he like brings us in through like the Goodfellas entrance. Right. <laughs> it was just it was fantastic until we ended up like in the green room. Uh, overlooking the stage as they were band was playing, you know, finishing up a set like like that kind of shit. And I got to like I gave him the, the trophy. I made a speech. It was like me and Ari Fink from Fish Radio um, 
on Sirius XM. And it's the two of us on stage with the Disco Biscuits. We're like talking fantasy football with Brownie winning the, uh, the, the whole thing. Like that right there, dude, like I don't need anything else. Like I don't, I didn't, you know, there's always talk. Somebody always chimes in about putting money on the line. I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude, that's fine. To me, it's like that moment, like that, like, you know, being able to like hand somebody the trophy or to be, you know, given the trophy on stage. I got mine at the Fox Theater um, at the Umphreys McGee show here in uh, in Oakland. Right. I mean, it's like it's fucking it's so cool. And like and the funny thing is, is that there's so much crossover between jam bands and, you know, and the uh, and fantasy sports. Right. That people in the audience know who the fuck you are, too. So like I I there dude I was like helping out I was like you know giving Brownie the award and uh and and they're like dudes in the front they're like cheering me on and shit I'm like that see give me that any day of the week I'll take that over winning you know a $1000 pot I will uh give me the money and the glory but Ah. <laughs> you son of a bitch you can't piss on my dream like that i'm not I'm, we're different it's fine as the you know that's what makes this world right we're, we're just different what is what what, what, I if, hate what losing, if you bro. were like you know if, if you won this, this fantasy league it was free right but if you won this fantasy league you were going to be given your trophy uh by papoose on stage I mean, would yeah, you forego? Would you say yes? Yeah, screw the entrance fee. I, that's what I want to win. Well, I mean, I know going in, there's no entrance fee, so yeah, I want to win that. But I mean, I want to win money too in the process. But if you know going in, that's what the league's about. Then sure. Uh, all right, fine. You are officially not invited into the Jam on Fantasy Football League. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Right. A, a chance to lay with these lambs. Come on. oh shit so yeah so i'm getting some shit from there but i mean listen i I made the playoffs in gst and i made the playoffs in the independence league for sirius xm i'm like a like the top seed in the bourbon bowl uh apparently i'm i think i'm going to the playoffs in the family league here nobody's 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 fixed the website or updated anything so i don't know what the hell's going on over there Thanks, sleeper. Um, and I'm like the third seed in the uh, in the barf league uh, out here. So pretty psyched about that. And that's actually got an overall. And I've got I've got the most points, but I'm the third seed because of my record. Of course, of These course. Leagues. But I, you know, whatever. I'm. It's it's the overall I'm looking for, and my uh, my team is uh, is is looking pretty good. Although I do have a I do have a running back issue, I'm going to have to tend to. I don't think Rex Burkhead's going to cut it for me. Uh, I doubt it. I have this one. I have this one spot on my roster. This one freaking spot. I mean, I've got like great wide receivers, um, and 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 Nick Chubb is is my my RB one, right? And I've got you know an array of receivers from like I think I have Cup, I have Thielen, I have Pittman, I've got Devonta Smith. Um, I got Hollywood Brown, right? So I've got like all these wideouts there, but I can't seem to lock in that second running back spot, which was, you know, originally Mike Davis, who fucked me royally. Yeah. I you mean, have no sympathy. Listen to you. No, you I didn't. No well, on Mike Davis, I don't, because I 
said it endlessly throughout the preseason. So you, sh- you I don't expect you to listen to me all the time, but if I'm that vocal about something, you should have listened to me. But hey, you uh, you have your own opinion, which is great. But uh, I was pretty vocal about that one. I'm sorry. It must be like a weird connection or an issue or something like that. I can't couldn't hear what you just said there. Anyway. <laughs> Damn that stubbornness. Ah man, you know, listen, we listen, you know what? We all we, we all make bad calls at some point or another in our career. You know? does. What are you gonna Everyone do? Everyone what are you gonna does. do? Everyone makes bad calls, man. No one's immune. I don't care how great a player you are. You could take you know, a high stakes player that wins constantly, they made mistakes too. You know what I mean? A lot of them obviously have, you know, a lot of teams. So you might not see the mistake because you're like, oh, they had 10 teams in the top 100. Oh, yeah. What about the 10 teams in the bottom 200 as well? Right. Shit had to go wrong there. So, you know, everyone makes mistakes every single year. And the goal is to learn from it. I, I think for me, it was more of the players that I didn't get that were great. You know what I mean? Like I was thinking about it today. I'm like, okay, like how many, where did I, like what player did I go all in on? I mean, I really didn't go all in on quarterback. I spread it out. Like I have Brady hurts, all these different guys running back, even depending where I picked, I spread it out. Um, I did go very heavy on Jerry Judy that hurt Antonio Brown. I see. How do you say Antonio Brown? He was phenomenal. Every game he played, then he got hurt suspension. So I don't know. Is that a bust? I don't think so. Right. Like, no, I, do I, I do you, do you give me an L? Oh, you went all in an Antonio Brown. I mean, is that an L? I don't think so. No, no, it's not. No, because like, he was dominant every game he played a full he game. Really was. He crushed it. So, um, but I missed out on Fournette. I I don't know how I don't have Cooper Cup. Maybe in basketball, how I like the guy. The problem is, and I did have Robert Woods ahead of him, so I missed out. I was wrong on that. Um, so. For me, it was more the players I missed out on this year more than, oh, you pimped this guy out and, you know, he was I mean, I, 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 probably there's someone I'm missing. I'm trying to think who, cool. but I had a lot of uh, I think it was more spread out this year than ever. I mean, I did have a lot of Judy like tight end. I spread it out. Kelsey in one league, Pitts in one league, Gronk in a, in a few, Hawkinson in one. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have like that player where it was like, oh, there's my tight end every league. It just didn't work out like that. Uh, same at quarterback. I mean, running back. I mean, I have Zeke in two. Um, Add McCaffrey in one. Chubb I have in like two. Uh, Aaron Jones in two. Um, no Dalvin Cook because that's where I pick Kamara in one. So you know what I mean? Like my shit. You really did spread it out I a really lot. Did yeah, man. I mean, I guess the receivers. Um, Antonio Brown was definitely someone I had a lot of leagues. Judy, Mike Williams in two or three. Beckham in like three. Um, trying to think, uh, digs in one, uh, Ridley in two. So, yeah, I mean, I guess, cause I'm picking all over the place and Metcalf. Oh, I have a lot of time with Lockett. Lockett is, de- I was saying, I was like, how is Lockett two rounds later than Metcalf? I didn't get that. Cause if you go look at their numbers last year, yeah, the big difference was the yards and the touchdowns. Um, so I was like, okay, why is Metcalf in the second round of Lockett's in the fourth? I understand Metcalf's the big receiver, but Lockett's been great for years. Um, so yeah, I mean, my exposure was kind of spread out. Um, so for me, it was more the players that I missed on that had big years. Fournette, I have Connor in one, but I was not targeting him, so I was wrong on that because he's been great. Um, I mean, what quarterbacks had a big year? I mean, Brady, I that's the other thing with Brady. I don't understand how I only have him in one league. I really love 
because everybody was like, you're, you're people were, some people were like taking him too early and some people were like leaving him for dead. Like yeah, that was like, that was the thing. Like, you know, I don't think anybody was really, you know, in on, you know, nobody was like sitting there in the preseason being like, dude, get fucking Tom Brady. The dude's going to play till he breaks every single record. Like nobody was saying that. Well, about okay. You're and maybe the age was a factor, or I think the other part is too. There's so much talk about the running quarterbacks that people were probably like, "Well, he doesn't really run, and he has to do this." Here's the thing about Brady, and I talked about it before the year. The dude, this is the best array of weapons he's ever had in his career, ever. And, and you saw last year in a COVID year, once that second half hit, he started to take off, and now you give him a full off season with Evans, Godwin, Brown, Gronk ridiculous so it's not a surprise that he's doing this um i just wish that i kind of put that thought in my head more and mm -hmm. got him i mean i guess because i you know i took dak in a couple leagues before him that obviously has not turned out good it was for a while but he's really tailed off um i didn't get any of the elite quarterbacks though i don't have Mahomes, kyler josh allen you know i kind of waited until the dak tier you know dak i got in a couple leagues because at that point, he cut people were worried he was banged up. So I think I got him in one league as like QB 11, another one like QB 10, where I was higher on him. So I was like, oh, OK, you're going to let him slip. I'll take him. And it looked great early on. And it's been a struggle lately. Um, CD Lamb, I only have in two leagues. Cooper, like two. So, yeah, I was really spread out. I like the only players I could think of off the top of my head that I have in multiple leagues, Lockett, Antonio Brown and Judy, like, you know, three or more. Leagues. And Beckham. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people kind of forget, you know, about the fact of like thinking about who the other wide receivers were like right around that area. You know, it's like, you know, I, I think you and I had this conversation once before because we were talking about the fact that I don't think either one of us got, you know, had a, a, a any Allen Robinson this year. No, and one, we, one and we, we were both last year. We were both really high on Robinson. You know, I mean, we had been high on Robinson before. And I think, you know, and it's like, it's like, well, who are the other receivers that were around when Robinson was, you know, was going? And it was guys like Metcalf and Lockett. And yeah, see, what I did is that tier to me was so close. So mm -hmm. even if my rankings had Robinson higher, I might go, ah, you know what? I don't have, because I remember I did this in the Flex League. It was early August and um, it's a half point PPR super flex. And it came to me and the highest guy on my board was Robinson and Lamb was there. And I was like, shit, man, Lamb is going to get so much helium. There was already highlights circulating of him looking good in training camp. And I'm like, I might not get him again this year. You know what? Right. Fuck it. I'm taking him. And I took him over Robinson. Thank God. Um, but that to me, that tier was so close from like nine to 23. Like that. They were all like so close for me that mm -hmm. it was just like, all right, who do I want? at this time, you know, and I might not, you know, to spread it out like, ah, you know what? I already have this guy twice. Let me take this guy now. But uh, not getting Cooper Cup really sucks, man. That's a that's a big, big miss this year, man. Yeah, I've got him in a couple of spots. Felt really good about that. Um, you know, I mean, it's just it's, it's nice when you when you hit on that. But again, you know, I kind of did that with a bunch of wide receivers as well, like. You know, I was like, I was very locked in on my running backs, but with my wide receivers, I kind of spread it all out a little bit. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I've got some cup here and now I can look and I'll take this guy. And, 
you know, and so I did that. So I, I'm not over invested in any one wide receiver, but you know, you look at me and, and, you know, running backs and I'm locked in like, you know, and it's like, Oh, all right. Well, so, you know, maybe that's uh that's, it's something I need to uh, I need to work on a little bit more, um, a little bit more diversification for running backs, you know, with those, those first couple of picks, like, you know, you, you've got your favorites when you're like, you know, in the mid to late rounds, I'm in round 10, round 11. Yeah. There are obviously some names that are on my radar, but if somebody slips through and I'm like, Oh, let me just get that one there. But like that, but diversifying in those top couple of rounds there, not just, you know, rounds, you know, four five and six, but really just, you know, turning around and, and that early stuff. I think I need to, uh, I need to do a better job of that next year. Yeah. Yeah, so stay, no. stay on that for me, please, will you? I will. Um, I guess, the, oh, I was just thinking the other player that I got in at least three weeks is T. Higgins. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got some shares of some shares of him as well. And uh, biggest regret is dialing back just a little bit on Jamar Chase. I oh, remember yeah. fan, <laughs> Fantasy Alarm tweeted it out. Oh, Adam has Chase at 20-something and Higgins at this. And I had Chase above. And what do you think? And then the reports came, and I moved Chase down just a little bit. And uh, I re- GST, I was on the clock round five. I was like, uh, Higgins or Chase? I'm like, I already have Chase. Let me go Higgins. What if this uh, problem? But I, in my RT sports, I took Chase in both because he started to fall seventh, eighth round. I was like, take him here because at that point, he was like a bench guy. And then even in my league with my friend, we were loaded a receiver. And I was like, dude, I cannot believe Chase is still here. It was like round eight, but we needed running backs badly because we were heavy on receiver. I was like, someone is going to get a fucking steal with Jamar Chase here and Mike Williams. I was like, I can't believe this shit. And and they did. So um, I didn't buy into the report, but it it did enough for me to push him back a little bit. And it hurt me in the in the GST and just that thought. And you got to. Fr- Forget about all that fucking noise. And I remember I did a show in Bowdoin when you were out and we both said, buy on chase, you know, buy the dip. And uh, it's a timing of when the draft is, if that draft GST draft was like maybe a week later, maybe I get chase, but that few days of that was in my head and um, terrible. Yeah, that, yeah, that happened to me too. Again, that's, you know, this is, this is what we're doing, Adam, is that next year. All right. We are, we're going to find whichever, uh, whichever wide receiver, like first, you know, like a, like a, a high drafted wide receiver who during the spring is getting criticized for drops and not keeping up with everything and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and that's the guy we're drafting everywhere. Cause that was Justin Jefferson two years ago. Well, I was ago, just going to say that was the other guy. Jamar yeah. Chase mm-hmm. now. Yep. No doubt. So that's a uh, definitely look for that next year. Right. And instead I mean, of well, everyone else drops him, we're gonna raise him up the rankings. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I mean, listen, we don't even have to raise him up the rankings. I think leave we him. can just yeah, just leave him. Just leave him where he is and right. be like, yeah, okay, but make sure that we, you know, that we remember, like we, this is the guy we've got to take. We've got, you know, maybe you know if, he, if he's slipping, right? If he's slipping to like the the seventh or eighth round, we got to make sure that okay, sixth round, I'm making that move. I'm going after him. <laughs> see, we're humans, though, man. And as much as you say you got to ignore the noise, when you hear it, see it and hear it constantly and the way we pay attention to this stuff, it seeps in your unconscious and you start to go, OK, well, yeah, you know, he's dropping past, not looking good. 
He hasn't played in a year. Yeah. You know what? Let me back off just a little bit. It's just natural, you know, because you hear it all the time. It's hard to tune out every little thing. It, it's definitely hard to tune out every little thing. And, you know, and you, you, because, you know, I mean, yes, you're right. We're, we're human, right? We can't sit there and well, say some that. some of us. <laughs> what do you mean, Adam? I am a human. I could be an alien. You never know. You could actually be an alien. And the fact that you actually say that, like you admit that and everything, um, as a as a joke, we're supposed to take that. I think we are um we're we're actually witnessing a, a truth bomb here. I think you've you've had this on your on your chest for a while and you've you've wanted to get it out. Are you a lizard person? No, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, look, secrets were revealed. You talked about, you know. Uh, the things that happened to you when you were young today, and uh, now we got the alien stuff. So those are very revealing. <laughs> I forgot what were the exact terms you used. I forgot. I used to take it harder when oh, I was yeah. younger. <laughs> oh, a lot of truths revealed on this today. Let me let me lie on the on the fantasy couch for a little while here. Oh my god. <laughs> Those are back in my prison days <laughs> when I went to the clink. I was at Rikers for just for, for eight hours, had seven new girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know where to go from there, man. Did you just did you did you just mic drop the podcast? On I guess so. Here? Yeah. Fuck. Bam. I was having a nice time here, and then all of a sudden, Adam Rodis with the callback, a comedian special. So, all right, there you go. We're gonna end it on a as George Costanza ends things on a high note. Adam Rodis is gonna say goodnight to everybody here. So, uh, big thanks to all of you for listening, liking, subscribing, all the fun stuff there. Um, Adam, it's a, it's a pleasure as always. Um, getting ready to look at some spreads tomorrow. Sound good? Yeah, definitely, man. Always good. There's already been a movement due to COVID, so I'm sure there'll be more by the time we record tomorrow. I hope exactly. not, but it's, it's insane. <laughs> has the uh, has that Cincinnati Denver line flipped yet? Um, I, even I saw it. I actually saw it go to Denver minus two. Oh my god, that's oh, I'm gonna. Inappropriately touch myself on that one now. The Packers line went down, so am I guessing they're assuming that uh, Lamar? Remember, that doesn't mean Lamar's going to play. We went through this with Kyler Murray a couple weeks ago. Remember that line? Kyler was uh, the Arizona was favored, and then later in the week, oh, he's out, and it flipped. I think against San Fran, and they still spoke San Fran. So just because the line says, oh, it doesn't mean he's going to play. Yeah, it's Devers minus two right now on um, DK. I do not. I don't understand that. I don't either. I'm with you. Packers are minus five. The Rams dropped, obviously, due to the COVID. Minus four and a half. That was seven. I don't get it, dude. I don't get it. All right. Well, we'll try to make heads and tails, uh, heads or tails out of that uh, tomorrow. But for the meantime, uh, big thanks to all of you for uh, for listening in. And uh, for Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Annie Up. We'll catch you next time.